has a first down and a lot more. The home for props football. To the 25-20, to the 10. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM Glassboro. To the house, touchdown. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents the Rowan University Football Coaches Show. A weekly look at the latest happenings in Profs football. Today's show is made possible in part by Barnes & Noble Bookstore, The Brown & Gold Gridiron Club, Inspira Health, Italian Affair Restaurant and Wine Bar, The Rowan University Alumni Association, and the Southwest Council. Now we take you to Italian Affair Restaurant and Wine Bar in Glassboro, New Jersey with Derek Jones and the head coach of Rowan University Football, Jay Accorsi for the Rowan University Football Coaches Show. Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. It is time for another edition of the Rowan University Football Coaches Show. I'm Derek Jones, as always, joined by the head coach of Profs Football, Jay Accorsi. And, Coach, welcome back. Final time here at Italian Affair. Yeah, I'm not going to know what to do next week. I'm gonna auto- <laughs> My car is automatically going to take me here and... Maybe I'll take my wife out to dinner or something like that. There you go. And it's, it's been a fun run here, certainly, yeah. throughout the course of the year. And we've got an hour to to dissect what's to come here for Pross football. And, obviously, a quick turnaround for you in yeah. the process as you get ready for Friday night. Yeah. Um, you know, again, I, we knew it was going to be a lot of challenges this weekend, um, you know, with hosting field hockey and other teams in playoffs and things. So, you know, I just thought it was important. Our players get a 10th game, um, and especially this year. They they deserve it. Um, and, again, I, I'm just really happy we're able to, to get, squeeze a 10th game in, which is really hard considering the schedule and all the logistics. Yeah, and not easy to do, certainly, especially in this, in this era where everyone's kind of jumping around and dealing with changes in conferences and things like that makes it very difficult. But before we talk about tomorrow night, let's go back to last Saturday. And a great day yeah. for the profs, a 27-7 win. And this was pretty much a not stressful situation for the profs, not a stressor at all in the win on Saturday. Yeah, I thought we played really well. Again, one of our better games of the year. Um, you know, we're playing really well in all phases defensively, obviously. You know, when you, you know, score on interceptions and, and flip the field and, and do a lot of things and create turnovers. Just the, you know, the maturity of our defense and what the coaches have done has been phenomenal. And then offensively, a little spark and firepower in the first half. And, and really, the game was kind of over in the first half. You could sense Montclair didn't really have a lot of life in the second half. And um, you know, we did what we needed to do. We scored, you know, late at the end of the game, another field goal. But you know, we did what we needed to do, and we did what probably we were supposed to do. Um, and give us a margin of victory, which was really nice. It was interesting because in the beginning of that game, they answered the the, the first touchdown, and it looked like it could be a, a back-and-forth situation early on, but not only does the offense answer with a big play to John Maldonado, but perhaps the, the key play of the game, the 80-yard interception return for a touchdown by Eric Bryant. Yeah, and again, you know, they're, you know, they're a really good team. Uh, their defense... One of the tops in the conference didn't give up a lot of points, so we were able to score more than what they give up. And, you know, nip and tuck at the beginning, which we knew, but certainly when you get the pick six and, you know, instead of maybe having it, you know, 7-7, it flips 14-7 and then the momentum and, 
you know, then we scored on the out and up with John and the great throw by Mike and, you know, just really took control of the game early and, and um, you know, ran the ball really well, too. And speaking of which, James Farah, another big day for him, 19 carries, 124 yards and a score. Yeah, you know, offensive player of the week again, and, and we've had several players uh, over the course of the season get a lot of accolades, you know, through the conference. Um, the all-conference team gets selected in the next week or so, so I'm sure we'll have a, you know, a lot of players represented. But again, uh, I thought it was a, a great job in all facets of the game, and I thought the players did a great job. And you take a look at the, the passing numbers. Mike Husney really didn't have to do a lot because of the way the game kind of developed. Yeah, you know, he was probably a little disappointed. And but again, you know, if the game goes that way and you hand it off, that's a little bit a less stressful situation. You don't get a chance to flip the ball around. There was no need to do it in the second half. Um, you know, that's not what we are. That's not what we're about. It's not about scoring 60, 70 points. That's not how you play football. We, we did it the right way, and we took it to them, too, and, and, and ran the ball and grinded out a great victory. If you remember, one of the things we talked about last week and one of the questions we got from a fan was about, well, is there going to be a letdown after the Salisbury game? And... We got that answer pretty emphatic. Yeah, there was not. And this team this year and this group, um, you know, it did not surprise the coaching staff, did not surprise us. We've played really good football all year long. Um, you know, came up a couple short against some conference teams and a non-conference team. But, you know, again, we were in every game and competed and are really starting to, um, you know, really start to show what the future holds. Um, and that Rowan football is back, and that's a tribute to the – the guys that are here tonight, the senior group, which we'll talk about, and and the captains, they got us back to playing Rowan football, which was evident, um, you know, Saturday against Montclair. We haven't beaten them like that in a long time, and it was really nice. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, a, yeah, a lot a long of the, time. a lot of the games have been, regardless of the result, yeah, really have close. Been yep, three to ten points somewhere in that way, and and then to, to be able to get that win has to be pretty great. Yeah, and again, we're just playing really well. You know, we could throw the ball and hurt you. We can run the ball defensively. We've shown we can play against, you know, an option team. We can play against a spread team. We can play against a run team. Um, and and again, you know, you got to be able to do that in our conference. And against the out-of-conference teams that we play, we play some really good teams. So, again, we need to play a lot of different varieties. When you look at the, the raw numbers of the game, it, it's even in a sense, but ultimately the props certainly took advantage of a lot of timely mistakes by Montclair State. Of course, we talked about the interception, one of two interceptions on the day picked up by the props off of MSU. And then from there, also nine penalties for 100 yards yeah. as well. Not happening. Yeah, again, you know, a, a typical Montclair team. You know, that's what they do. And uh, you know, I was really proud of how the players kept their composure. Uh, you know, kept their their wits about them, and and really just d didn't let them phase them for the most part. You know, and let them do that and hurt themselves. And they did. They hurt themselves in critical times on critical plays. You know, especially in third downs. And you just can't do that. And they did. And. That's what made it a little bit easier for us. Unfortunately, the game last year there, it was that was kind of a thing yep. there w w with them. I mean, how difficult is it for you to just tell your guys, like, don't get baited into what they may try to do during the course of yeah, the it's, game? It's hard, you know. But, again, we took it to them early and often, and we're physical and dominating, and I don't think they wanted any part of it. And, and I think I, it gives a credit to our offensive and defensive lines that we really took it to them 
Um, you know, they had a lot of holding calls because we were really dynamic up front defensively, and we just really pushed them around offensively. And it starts that way. And so, we, you know, we took it away early that they didn't have a chance to do do any of those things, even though they tried here and there, but and then ended up costing them and ended up keeping the, you know, we ended up keeping the ball in some drives that we probably shouldn't have, but we did because they were undisciplined. So with the victory, the props jumped to six and three on the season, four and two in the NJAC. Montclair State falls to two and seven and zero oh and five in the NJAC. Certainly uncharacteristic for them. It's been a tough year, but the props adding to that last Saturday. So now coming up on Friday, it's a short week. You've got to get ready for a team that there isn't a long history with in terms of like what you deal with with the conference teams. What can you tell us about the, the University of New England? Well, the nice part is, and we told the players, this is almost like a playoff game. Um, you don't know a lot about the opponent till just before you play them. This team deserves to play 10 games and play like a playoff-type game. Um, you know, it's a startup program. They've only been in existence for five years. They have some really good players. They beat Salve, and we lost to Salve. So, again, it's a great challenge for us, and it gives our players a taste of what, playoff football's like at the end of the year and that's what this is you don't know a lot about the opponent you don't know a lot about the team it's a non-conference team and and we need to be prepared against uh, against a good football team you know they're deceiving when you watch them on film you're like wow you know how don't they have a better record they're playing some pretty good teams but they're also still young you know it's only been five years of football for them so they're still grow going through some growing pains but their head coach and staff has done a great job. They're very disciplined. Um, it's going to be a great challenge for us. How about the emotion going into tomorrow night? Because it, at any point, regardless of whether it's a playoff season, non-playoff season, you know during the course of the regular season you're going to have that one final time to, to pay homage to the seniors. What's that going to be like for you and the coaching staff? Yeah, I think it's going to be great for them. Uh, I'm just, again, happy they have a 10th game, happy that they're playing. Um, and again, making memories, and, and we talked about that at practice this week. Um, you know, this senior group got us through some hard times, you know, through COVID, um, got us, you know, back, struggled last year, but then playing great Rowan playoff-type football right now. And, and um, you know, we all really um, need to make sure that we put them out as winners because they put us back on track and put us back in a great place. I saw a tweet today from Mike Husney that I thought was pretty timely of what's going on heading into tomorrow, and he said, time flies, man. 17 years of playing, and it all ends tomorrow. This is a big moment for a lot of these players. Yeah, it is, because for the most part, for almost you know a good portion of them, it's the last chance you know to play, and it's a hard week because you see them and – you can tell it's different. Um, you know, when you're in the playoffs, you're not sure because you always have a chance to keep playing. When you're not in the playoffs, you go through a week like this, and you see it. You see it, and, and I observe it in the players that, that they know it's their last week, their last chance. Um, you know, changing the jerseys. I don't know how that started, the tradition, but the last practice, the ch players flip jerseys. The offense <laughs> players wear the defense players' jerseys back and forth, and to see some of these big guys today in small yellow jerseys was actually kind of funny. Um, but, again, I don't know where that started. That was a while ago. That tradition started. It's really cool. But, again, some of those things that hopefully they'll remember forever. One thing that might be a little bit of an issue tomorrow is the weather. 
Uh, there's at least some reports that it might be a little rainy tomorrow. What do you think? Yeah, well, uh, they are the Nor'easters, UNE, yeah. so mm-hmm. it's a Nor'easter <laughs> coming in. we got to play it. So it, it is what it is. Um, you know, I, I, I'm sure if you ask these guys and all the other players playing in their last game, it doesn't matter how long the thunderstorm wait may be. We're waiting until we play the game, and they're going to get their chance to play. I'm hoping a full game, but at least enough uh, to make some great memories. So there's nowhere else to go, nothing to do. They're hopping on a bus and going back to Maine, so it doesn't matter what time they get back. So we're just going to play it and see how it goes. So I do want to ask you before we go to break about the conference play ending, what do you think or some of the lessons learned this year from going through the end, Jack, and, and going through this run as you get set to kind of turn the page towards the offseason? Yeah, again, it's a tough conference. Um, you know, top to bottom, every team's pretty good. Um, you know, the teams that can survive at the end, um, you know, CNU, you know, just barely beat Montclair 14-13. So they're holding on for a chance and obviously playing Salisbury this weekend. We had Salisbury on the ropes. Montclair had Salisbury on the ropes. So, again, you just you got to go week in and week out, and you can't take any game for granted. We, we've always known that. It's always been the case, but this year just as much. But, um, again, this senior group has brought us back, and Roan football is back. So the props will get set for the University of New England coming up on Friday at 7 p.m. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we have some very special guests three key cogs to the Rowan University offensive line. We'll tell you all about it coming up here in just a moment. This is Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM and Italian Affair in Glassboro. It's a good thing they're not feeding these guys tonight because the Italian Affair would be in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) One of them asked me, Coach, do we get food? There's not enough food here at the Italian Affair for them. (laughs) It's a good segue to break. Stay tuned. We'll have more coming up from Italian Affair in Glassboro. Headed your way right after this. WGLS programming is made possible in part by Barnes & Noble, the official bookstore for Rowan University. Located at 201 Rowan Boulevard, Barnes & Noble is your number one choice for prof's gear as well as a wide assortment of gifts, accessories, and sportswear. The bookstore is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., Saturday from 10 to 6, and Sunday, 10 until 6 p.m. The Starbucks Cafe opens 8 a.m. Monday through Friday and at 10 a.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. For more information, their website is rowanbookstore.bncollege.com. Barnes & Noble Bookstore is proud to be a supporter of Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM. People are always looking to invest in a good opportunity. So what if you could invest in the future of kids, like a stock? Not the kind of stock that's about making money, but a stock for social change called Better Futures. With your investment, it helps students like me go to college. My name is Charles, and I'm your dividend. Invest in better futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org slash invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. Tune in to Rowan Radio every Saturday afternoon from 5 to 8 p.m. for the Icon Rock Show with the Icon himself, Harry D. Enjoy the very best classic and hard rock from Aerosmith to Black Sabbath. To the Rolling Stones and more. 
crank up the volume for the Icon Rock Show every Saturday from 5 to 8 p.m. Only on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Also online at rowanradio.com. This is CJ Barron, and you're listening to Rowan University Football Coaches Show right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. This is the Rowan University Football Coaches Show on 89.7 from Italian Affair in Glassboro. And we have certainly uh, three very special guests that are very meaningful to tomorrow night's proceedings as the props take on the University of New England. We are joined by three members of Rowan's offensive line, Michael Klein, Jefferson DeGene, and Malik Boyd. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Welcome. It's great to be here. So, so let's, uh, let's, let's get into the core of the season here. You've got the season finale coming up tomorrow against University of New England. Uh, let, let's talk about what this season has meant to you guys so far and, and how it's developed. Mike, why don't you yeah, take yeah, things that was, away? Yeah, good question. So the season, it's, it didn't go exactly how we wanted, but, um, I mean, we're a great group of guys. We're, me, Jeff, Malik, uh, Husney, uh, Price Bouchard. We've all been playing. Even though he's come back, Majoli. We're all, Maldonado, all those guys, we're all, like, I've been playing for since for 2018, so, and uh, this is this being our senior year. It's I mean it's a kind of a bittersweet thing, you know. It's we uh, but it's uh now it's coming to an end. It's like tomorrow, tomorrow it's it, you know. So I mean I'm just gonna have fun, roll around in the mud a little bit, and sure Jeff can. Yeah, so you know, it's been a long season for us, but you know, ending it. About to be one day left. Just today at practice, just showed like everybody was just having fun. We were just doing so much, you know. So it's just can't wait for the last day for tomorrow for all of us, honestly. Malik, how about you? Yeah, and you especially feel it with this last week. All, all the guys just been real emotional going through the practices, knowing that this is our last one, this is our last go around. You mentioned the practices. I mean, how how has it been this week? Has it been odd knowing that this, you, you know, you're, you're yeah. getting towards the end? Yeah, it's definitely been a little, like, you kind of have a little weird feeling about it. Like, I, you don't really know how to feel because it's been, been doing this your whole life, you know, and now it's coming to an end. But, I mean, I feel like we're, the group of guys we got, we know how to practice. We get, we get it done, and for our last game, we're going to have a fun time. So Yeah, so, you know, you don't feel as much this week, but... I know after the season it's going to hit us hard, but at the end of the day, we just got to get the job done, you feel me? You have to go, you know, finish the season out strong besides just, you know, for now. Yeah, and to piggyback off of what Jeff said, um, you said you you really do feel it with um, with this being our, our last go-around because when during the season, going to lift and everything, it's like, oh, you got to go through another lift, but... Once it really ends, it's going to be like, we really do miss going to lift and having practice and all that. What what one thing will, will you miss the most in your view as far as being a prof? On on field, off field, what will you miss the most, you think? Probably just, you know, being around the guys and the lifts. There's so much, there's so much uh, things we do as a team off the field that, like, is probably one of the top things I'll miss. Yeah, talking about off the team, you know, in the locker room, like right before practice, everybody's having fun, listening to music, hanging out, talking, you know, doing a lot of things. So it's just 
going to that environment every single day right before practice is just going to be something I really miss. Yeah, one thing I'm going to miss is definitely the locker room engagements and definitely coming out to practice and messing out, messing with the defensive coaches a little bit. <laughs> well, I, I mean, we, we've talked a lot to the defensive guys this year about th this season and, and, and kind of what it's been like going up against you guys. What's it been like facing the defensive line that has seemingly gotten better and better as the year has gone on? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, th those guys are a very group of guys, you know. Being here since 2018, it's just you've been through so many defensive line, defensive linebackers, you know, going at them. But, you know, this group of guys, they're very good. They're very good. I know I see a lot for them in the future. Yeah, we there's a lot of great guys on the D-line. Ahmad, E. Hill, um, Biscuit, those guys, they work us every day during practice to get us better. They're going to be a very scary D-line to mess with next year. So with rain in the forecast for tomorrow, I mean, is that something you guys enjoy, kind of mucking it up out there potentially? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, that's when it gets fun, you know. Like, this is like a game that, yeah, it's in the rain, but these are the, fun, the best games. You know, as a kid, you're playing in the rain out, you know, like sliding in mud. That's good. It's the same thing again, you know. So it's good one last time. We get out there. We'll be just, you know, having fun. And that's what it's all about. Every week, it's uh, we... Even when we were, we were in it, it was always, we're always having fun, you know? Like, we're never, we're never, like, just doing it to do it, you know? Because you can't, you can't get anything done like that. So, uh, I really, I thought that was another good thing about this team is we're all just having fun, too, so. And, and Coach talked uh, last week about finding guys who, who love the game of football. That has to be something that's very important to help develop chemistry. Yes, yes. If you don't love the game of football, at this point, you're just doing it. You're just going through the motion. So, you know, if you don't love the game, it's just, I know all, all these guys next to me love the game of football. A whole team love the game of football. You know, it's just, you can see that sometimes, you know, people don't want to show up to practice because they're, they're tired, you know, they're busy for schoolwork. But at the end of the day, you come to practice how, like, us, like, I never knew I was going to finish playing football. Like, it's five years. Like, it's going to it's gonna feel, like, painful after, but it's just, like, just love every second when you're on the field, when you're off the field with your football friends because, you know, for the rest of your life, those are going to be your guys. Run blocking. Let, let, let's talk about some run blocking here because that's been that, that's obviously one of the key things to, throughout the course of the year that's been impactful and the play of James Farah. What's it been like having him kind of uh, – help set up the table for him to get things done i mean i'll just start here our so the old line actually has our slogan this whole year was pound the rock so that's kind of what our motto has been we've been ready just to run you know block guys we know we got james in the backfield who's having a great year tiki beast you know so we we have guys to definitely put up the yards and um I think that like our game, our game plan's been to run the ball down their throat, and we've done a pretty good job at it. So I'm gonna let Jeff tell me on there a little bit. Malik, oh well, so you know. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, like how, like you said, pound and rock's been our motto. You know, just dominate the whole line of scrimmage. You know, from whenever we need one yard, two yard, three yards, doesn't matter where we at. We just we're gonna run the ball. You know, sometimes you know throw the slips, you know throw the other pass plays, but at the end of the day. Our models to show you run the ball.
Yeah, it's old lineman. You know, everybody loves run block. Yeah, run lineman. block at the end of the day. <laughs> no one lets you do all these passes. Husky doesn't today. like it that much. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. You know, that's our that's our game plan. That's our game plan. So, what what about this jersey exchange today? What was what was that it, like? Ever since it was, it's really cool. It's just a fun thing we do, and since my freshman year, we've been doing it. So it's just tradition we have in the locker room. The last practice, offense to defense switch. And then you see the quarterbacks and the kickers. Yeah, switching it, it looks it looks very yeah. it looks kind of weird on the field. You kind of feel good in yeah, the defense because we're wearing we normally wear white and the defense wears yellow. So when you switch it, it's just like looking at them, blocking them. Like those are like our jerseys over there. And it's just like it's it's kind of weird. But at the end of the day, it's just fun because everybody's just having fun with it. Like what Coach Corsi was talking about, how like the jersey was tight on us. Like I was wearing like a linebacker's jersey and it was just like <laughs> like a crop top on me. So it was a fun thing to you know. It's a good thing to do. Yeah, and then one thing, you people got some good jerseys made. Like, you got to get, like, the quarterbacks, they wearing red jerseys. People love those. The kickers, they got the black jerseys. People are trying to get those. So there's a lot of good jerseys people are trying to grab. Mm-hmm. So let, let's talk about the quarterback. Let's talk about Mike Husney. Uh, what, what are some of your, your memories, things you've learned from playing with Mike over the last couple of years? Um, so with uh, Mike Husney coming in are – was in our second year playing uh, football here, so um, it was just uh, something new for us. Cause like when you know in high school you normally have that same quarterback, but like having me freshman year having a different quarterback than sophomore year having him as quarterback, it was just something to like grasp and get new to. Cause he was really in the pocket, he moves a lot, so it's just like you know you can't really do as much. Cause you know in case like he runs out of pocket, you don't get that holding call. But like playing with him is just. Pretty sure, like my best quarterback I ever played block for. So you know, I just have to. I'll add to that. Um, you know, you learn a lot playing with him too. Like you learn how to like. He's he's very mobile in the pocket. So it's like it's fun playing with him. Like we'll be blocking on a play. You know, it's a pass play. And next thing you know, you see him running down the sideline doing a spin move. You know, <laughs> yeah. he jukes he jukes and two guys he, they both miss and he's you know he's off to the races, which is awesome. So you know, and uh, he's the kid really is he's a dog. So and. He'll yeah. get the yards no matter he what. The, he'll just he, find he's, something. He, he's, he'll, 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 make the, he'll always add on to the play. He'll just never let the play finish. It's yeah. just, it doesn't matter what it is or where we at. He would just get yeah, And it makes it easier as an O-lineman to yep. block and form, definitely. Yep. Yeah, because. two words I would definitely use to describe him as ultimate competitive man. He just goes yeah. to battle every day, especially game day. He's turned into a whole different character. So it kind of, to, to follow up on that, you, you go back to, and there have been some great games throughout the course of this season. You go back to the TCNJ game, and we talked about that after the game happened. There were a couple of times where you as a team could have just said, well, it's just not our night. And you did not. And as a part of that, certainly that last drive was huge because you had to make sure that the team could get in position to kick a field goal to win the game. What stands out to you about that particular game? Just the, like I said, the extra we were getting. Like, coming out of it, when we got the um, the touchdown before then, it's just, we just, you know, just determination. You just, we have to just keep going. It doesn't matter. Until the clock hit triple zeros, that's when you know the game's over. But at the end of the day, just got to keep going. Just don't, Like I just said, doesn't know what exactly is going to happen or at the end of play. So just keep fighting for it. Yeah, but I'll just add to that. It was when you have a group of guys like we have, like we believed like we were going to get it done. And I think, I don't know if there was a guy on the sideline that didn't think we were going to get it done. Like everybody knew we were winning that game and the cards fell our way and we took advantage of it. And 
One thing, our coach, our coaches love to preach is just take it play by play, moment by moment. You can't get it all back at once, and that's, that's what we did that game. So as we take a look at last year, tough year last year, and then this year, how much have you guys grown as a team from last year's struggles to this year? Yeah, well, last year, see, like, I think I feel like this whole it, it was like three years combined almost because of COVID. So like we we actually it was it was a hard year coming from not playing football at all. You lose almost the whole team, and then you come back, and now it's just a fresh young group of guys you're you're playing with. So I mean, the season didn't go how we wanted, but it was you took that as motivation for next season. So um, it didn't work out how we wanted this year with Salisbury ultimately, but. Um, that's how we t approach. That's how, at least how I approach the season. Yeah, they gotta win that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like like what you're saying. It's just you know that's how football works. You know, some years you're gonna have bad years. Some years you're gonna have good years. It's just at the end of the day, you just gotta keep grinding. Because at the end of the day, last year we felt every game we, we played it was just all close games. But it just like the cards didn't fall our way. But this year, you know, we just fall and we just learn how to win much more. Just how we're bringing Roman back to how it was supposed to be. So the Next year, next year, the guys that will follow up. Who are some of the guys you expect to kind of step up in, in your absence as as the new props to take the lead along the offensive line? Yeah, definitely uh, Robert Stashik. He he's he'll be a big part. Him, uh, Price Bouchard is coming back, so they'll they'll have some talent there. Clem, Clem can't yeah can't yeah. forget about the big right Clem, tackle. Clem, big right tackle out there. He, yeah. He takes care of business out there. So I also, mean, Giants should be yeah, one they of got, great block uh, tight end blockers. They got some guys. I think we'll be just okay next year. Yep, they're ready. So, who would you say, in your estimation, is the biggest trash talker on the offensive line? Oh, he talking to the guy right over here, <laughs> <laughs> Michael <laughs> Klein, <laughs> the biggest trash talker. <laughs> I don't think I talk trash, but oh yes, you it's do. Just little, it's just little comments. There's a lot of like, times during on the field I had to grab this kid so we don't get a penalty flag. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm gonna say, he's the only old lineman that's got thrown out for you talking trash. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm not gonna defend myself here about that, but um, yeah, I uh, I think it's Price Bouchard on the line. Senate. <laughs> He talks. He talks. Yeah, a lot. he's up there too. There's, yeah. there's, there's little things, but you know, just that's how you know they're into the game. Yep. And they just, right. you know, right. they just, you know, you feel me? So at the end of the day, you know, you keep it to a minimum. But at the end of the day, that's just football. Yeah. So, so you take a look at, at, at certainly this team as it's progressed in, in the evolution of the offensive line. How about your coaches? How big have, have they been to to your success during the course of your four years here? Yeah, uh, all the coaches have been great, really. Um, I've been through so much here, and the coaches off the football field have been great you know that you learn so many lessons and this year we got we have a new offense line coach coming in right and you know nothing about him and he's a great guy coach Gino he he really helped us like he may, helps you build on and off the field and having his expertise has really helped us this year especially yes just as uh coach Ellen too yep. he was he was here with us our sophomore year but he was a tight end coach then our junior year, you know senior he moved to wide receiver coach and he finally came back to us with online coaches knowing him just being around him is just a great thing too also yeah the, the, having coach Gino on the staff it helped tremendously this year so I think for me he especially helped me with my uh, my pastor in this year and I think it was a great addition to the staff when you look at when you look at tomorrow versus when you first got here as a prof what do you think is the biggest difference in you as a person as a player uh, I think um, 
it built my character. I was very shy when I was uh, coming in here, but you know, just having all the guys around me, the coaches around here, opened me up, and just learning that if I need something, I can always, you know, call them and just talk to them. But you know, just being here since freshman year to see, uh, senior, because. Luckily, I came back because I wasn't. There was at this one point, um, I wasn't gonna come back because you know with school and everything. But all these guys were like, "Come on, come back!" You know, just actually finish your year with your the senior year correctly, not just say you're gonna be coming back or not just you know come out here. So all these guys, you know, made me come out here and just you know still so play the last year of football. I, I'm gonna follow Jeff with that. Like I feel like the biggest difference for me from the first year and this year is definitely my character. And that is, that's all I do to the coaches, really. They really um, helped me with that. And I would say, like, when I came in as a freshman, I, there was no, I didn't really have a lot of discipline and a lot of the stuff that, like, makes you not only a great football player but a great person. And uh, I've gotten some of those things, hopefully a lot of those things, from the coaches. And, uh, yeah, I just thank them for that. So. Yeah, and to piggyback off of what Klein said, just the coaches. And where you really learn a lot from is off the field. Like, Coach Dawkins, I remember being a freshman and Coach Dawkins used to be screaming at me just to go to the calf to eat and use my meal plan instead of just trying to get snacks from him all the time. Yeah. There's a lot of things you learn when back then. It's just like when coaches are yelling, they just go, oh, why are they picking on me? But at the end of the day, they pick on you for a reason just to help you out and just make you be a better person. So, you know, it's a good thing he actually did that to you. So, you know, you feel me? Because those snacks are not going to help you out through practice. <laughs> Well, guys, uh, it, it's, as somebody who's had a chance to watch you guys play and, and help out with the development of this program, thank you so much for everything you've done. Certainly, uh, Coach Acorsi has spoken so highly of this offensive line over the last few years in particular and what you guys have brought to the table. Is there any last message you want to distribute to the fans and, and your teammates of Rowan University? Uh, just thank you sticking with us for four or five years as seniors, you know, you guys could easily just, you know, just left us and just say, oh, these, this, this school is just not good at football no more. But, you know, at the end of the day, we did it this year, you know, Rowan's back. Yeah, I'd just like to say that Rowan's back too, and our old line is getting after it. So watch out, everybody, because James <laughs> Ferris coming through that hole next year is gone. <laughs> Malik, how about you? I'm going to say it's tuning in 7, 7 o'clock tomorrow night. You'll see this old line getting after yep. All right. I, hey, I will never argue against promotion for the game. Well done. Thank you so much, Michael Klein, Jefferson, DeGene, and Malik Boyd joining us here, three senior members of the Rowan University offensive line, all a part here of the Rowan University Football Coaches Show. This is Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll take a look at the NJAC scoreboard and much, much more. Stay tuned. More from Italian Affair in Glassboro right after this. to Rowan Radio on 89.7 WGLS-FM, but why stop there? Take us anywhere by listening to rowanradio.com. Plus, you can find us on social media. Follow us at Rowan Radio on Instagram and Twitter, and be sure to like us on Facebook. Take part in our Instagram polls and let us know what's on your mind and the songs you want to hear. Enter to win special giveaways and check out what's behind the scenes of your favorite shows. Rowan Radio, on air and on your phone. Visit rowanradio.com to find out more. 
WGLSFM programming is made possible in part by Inspira Health. Getting sick is never convenient, especially while you're juggling a full course load, a job, an internship, or all three. The My Inspira app allows you to access care at home, between classes, or on the go. Services include consulting board-certified doctors by phone or video chat to get a quick diagnosis and treatment for non-emergency medical issues from acne to the flu. You can see a doctor immediately or select a time for your virtual visit that works for you and your schedule. You can download the My Inspira app to get started today. Inspira Health is a proud supporter of the programming on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Hey everybody, it's time for today's STEM tip. Want to know how to make your selfies even better? Okay, let's use science. The best time for photos is golden hour. That's the moment right before the sun sets, when the atmosphere scatters blue and violet wavelengths, making perfect, soft, and golden selfie light to show off that beautiful face of yours. Click. Check out Chic and STEM for more inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. This is Michael Mascioli, and you're listening to the Rowan University Football Coaches Show right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Welcome back to the Rowan University Football Coaches Show right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM right here at Italian Affair in Glassboro. Special thanks to Michael Klein, Jefferson DeGene, and Malik Boy. They were fantastic. Yeah, you know, it's a group that's much different than most of the other groups on the team. It's a tight-knit group. Um, you know, and again, they, you know, they mentioned a little bit of it. Long-time offensive coach Tom Dottie retires. In the spring, we have Chuck Feist take the group with Dave Allen. You know, we have some shuffling on the defensive side, so, you know, we end up moving Chuck Feist back to defensive line. And in comes Gino Gradkowski, who... You know, played at the University of Delaware and, and, and played and won a Super Bowl in nine years of the NFL. And his effect in just a short time, um, you know, to a group that was used to somebody for a long time. You know, sometimes those things, you know, create a lot of turmoil and problems and didn't skip a beat. We're very fortunate. We've always had great coaches and Gino's done a great job with Dave Allen and, 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 you know, getting them, you know, to play high-level football for us. And, again, we wouldn't be where we are this year without that group. And as we're heading forward, that group's going to be critical as we move on. And they're obviously very excited about James Farah. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, you know it's, it's funny to, to, you know, sometimes like when you mention about, you know, Mike Husney scrambling and things and, you kind of see the offensive line, see them run by, and then they're all kind of, they don't know what to do. And they're, you know, certainly amazed, um, you know, when they see the skill players do what they do. But they know deep down inside a lot has to do with what with what they do, and they get it. And um, just a great group. We're, we're very fortunate. No question about it. And they look to add a little bit more to the table for the profs this season tomorrow against the University of New England. Let's take a look. At last week's NJAC scores before we look forward to this coming weekend. Interesting game between Salisbury and Kane. Salisbury wins 32-17. However, that game was 10-10 at halftime. Yeah, and again, I, I think, you know, Kane does a good job defensively. I think last year they gave up 50 or 60 or so against, yeah. you know, Salisbury. But I thought, you know, again, a Dan Garrett defense is going to play him really tight and tough and um, you know, again, every team has played Salisbury much better. But, again, they, they did a great job, you know, and went toe-to-toe for a while. 
TCNJ and Christopher Newport, it's always interesting when you see teams, and, and you've certainly seen this in your day, when you have a big game coming up the following week, it's interesting to kind of see what happens with the two respective teams who are going to play each other a week earlier. And both Christopher Newport and Salisbury, not easy games. Christopher Newport wins 24-21. They're up 17 nothing. And then TCNJ scores 21 points in the third quarter to make it a ball game. And that, you know, that, that kind of changed things. They end up losing by the score of 24-21. And, again, I think it speaks volumes about the conference, right? It's a really good conference. If you look, the defenses have been outstanding this year. I think almost all of us have not given up more than, you know, 21 points a game. I think if you look at the statistics, and that that's pretty amazing. Um, so it, it doesn't you know, surprise me at all with those scores. When you take a look at what's to come this weekend around the end, Jack Kane taking on TCNJ, but the, the big one in terms of conference play, Christopher Newport taking on Salisbury, that game Saturday night. Any thoughts on what you might see there? You know, again, I, I think that, you know, Christopher Newport quarterback, he, he's really dynamic. He really hurt us. Um, you know, he's only a junior um, again, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, Salisbury tries to contain them. And then, you know, I think Christopher Newport's defense has been really stout all year long. So it'll be interesting to see how they handle Salisbury in the option offense. So, uh, you know, you know, two really good teams undefeated in conference, rightfully so, vying for the conference championship at the end of the season. And, Again, should be a very interesting game. I wanted to ask you about the, the regional rankings uh, that, that came out because we've talked a lot about the NJAC, but in the latest regional rankings, Salisbury is actually ranked seventh in the region where Cortland is ranked first. Any, any idea of why those kind of things might happen? You know, rankings are rankings of what people do. You know, there was the year we were 9-1, and one, didn't make the playoffs, we were ranked two in the region, one, and then didn't get into the NCAA playoffs. So, you know, regional rankings matter somewhat, but not all that much, not with the automatic bids and what they do. So it, it doesn't matter. You know, whoever wins that game is going to be our representative in the conference, and I know they'll represent our conference really well because we've all done fairly well out of conference and very competitive in conference. So... You know, those regional rankings, they mean not much, really, to be honest with you. Uh, it's, it is interesting to, to, to kind of see that. But, yes, to your point, that doesn't in any way mean that that gives you a template no. of what's going to happen yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah, it means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so as you get set for what's going to happen here Friday, um, it, it's interesting with New England. You mentioned a startup program. You've seen some of those in, in your day. Um, how how difficult is it to game plan for, for a team like that that doesn't have a ton of history? Obviously, you have the, the tape of this year, but yeah, yeah, yeah. does that make it a little bit tougher to prepare? It, you know, it does, but, but you try to get a sense of what their players are like and watching them on film, and I think the coach is building a really good program. Um, you know, he's been a successful head football coach at the Division three level. Um, it's an interesting university that's similar to Rowan, but not to this grander size. Um, used to be called something different. Um, they have a lot of the STEM, science, technology, engineering, math. Um, they are a, a regional-type university up in Biddeford, Maine. So, again, a similar school, but a little bit younger, and their football program younger, too. But, you know, when you watch them on film, they're good. 
they beat Sal, uh, Salve, so that's all our players know. Is there anybody they remind you of in, in terms of stylistic? Yeah, kind of like Salve, yeah. you know, kind of like that New England school that can run the football, that understands about playing in weather, that is a stout defense, that is physical. Um, you know, they kind of remind me a little bit of us. You know, that's what they remind me of. Um, and it should be a heck of a game, and it'll be a great battle and a great challenge for us um, and our group. As you get set to kind of close the, the book on this season and then, you know, you'll have some time to, to get eventually ready for, for next year, when you're in these situations with the last game, how much of it is an evaluation process for the guys who are coming back next year? Because it's, it's kind of an uncertain situation in some regards. Yeah, I mean, I think we take it just like we do every week. We're trying to win the football game with the players that we have. Obviously, we're going to try to sneak in some of the seniors a little bit more than we normally would. Um, but again, put ourselves in a position to win the football game, and this group deserves that. The three captains, Mike Cousney, John Maldonado, and Mike Mascioli, have done a phenomenal job, um, you know, carrying us through last year um, and, and carrying us through this year. You know, and, and, you know, some disappointments, but you know what? This group has been fantastic, and it showed last weekend, and I'm, like every week, excited to see how we play. And, again, we haven't really played in poor weather. When we went down to Christopher Newport, it was supposed to be this huge monsoon arcade, <laughs> and it was 70 and sunny. So I don't think it's going to be sunny because it's 7 o'clock at night. I don't know if it's going to be 70, but I think, you know, it's going to pose some challenges for us, but... Again, I'm, I'm anxious to see how we play and how we go out um, and, and what we do and how we perform. You know, it, it's, it's um, going to be a cool thing tomorrow for the seniors to get saluted because if you go through the, the history of Rowan football, you'll see, you know, it, there have been situations where there's been a, a game cancellation because of this reason or, or that reason, weather-related. This group had to face a challenge that really – Nobody during your tenure has had to face before with COVID. How much does it mean to you to see this group kind of go out in, in a way where they can definitely hold their heads up high? Huge. And I said this to the three captains. I said, you know, no Rowan football captain has gone through and done what you three did. Now, yeah, we've played in stag bowls and championships and conference championships and all those. But, you know, to take a program and reboot itself – um, we lost 83 players, you know, from 2019 to 2021. We played with 77 new players last year. When you look at the team, we're still sophomore-dominated um, just because, you know, we lost so many players. And, again, they've done what no other group has done before um, to take us through a pandemic but get us back to playing rolling football. I thought in 17 and 18 we were okay and not that great. But, you know, we had to recharge and reboot and after the 19 season figure out what to do and go through COVID. And, you know, I told these three captains and this senior group in particular, you've gone through what no other Rowan football senior and captain group have gone through before. And you got us back to playing rolling football. And, and I, I think you heard it in the three tonight and you heard it as an undertone all year long from the players is getting back to playing Rowan football and being proud of that. And, and this group has got us back. 
and it'll be a fun thing to see them get another crack at it tomorrow coming up when they take on the University of New England at Coach Richard Wacker Stadium. We'll take one final break, and when we come back, it'll be time for the Rowan University Football Fan Questions Uh-oh. of the Week Uh-oh. as we wrap it up here from Italian Affair in Glassboro. This is the Rowan University Football Coaches Show on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Stay tuned. We'll have more headed your way right after this. WGLS-FM programming is made possible in part by Italian Affair Restaurant and Wine Bar. Located at 900 Delcy Drive in Glassboro, Italian Affair offers traditional Italian cuisine in multiple dining areas, including an outdoor patio. Established in 1988, Italian Affair also provides catering and private party options. For more information, the phone number is 856-881-2121, and the website is italianaffairglassboro.com. Italian Affair Restaurant and Wine Bar is proud to support the programming on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. I think it's just vapor. Vaping is safer than smoking, isn't it? There's really not even that much nicotine in them, right? One vape pod has as much nicotine as one pack of cigarettes. My kid? My kid kid knows it's dangerous. 5.4 million American kids vape, and most think it's harmless. Get your head out of the cloud. Talk to your kid about vaping. Visit talkaboutvaping.org. That's talkaboutvaping.org. Brought to you by the American Lung Association and the Ad Council. Saturday mornings at 8 a.m., tune in to Rowan Radio for everything special needs. Join Sue Schilling in supporting parents in the special needs community with information on important resources. You'll hear from a variety of local specialists intent on helping all of our children thrive. We'll also take your questions and comments and, of course, brag about your child's recent accomplishments. So join us for everything special needs. Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM and online at rowanradio.com. This is JT Plasteris, and you're listening to the Rowan University Football Coaches Show right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. It is the Rowan University Football Coaches Show, our final segment this season from Italian Affair in Glassboro. We'll have a season wrap as we are accustomed to do, but we'll, okay. we'll, we'll, let you, we'll let you get a couple weeks of breather to kind of uh, decompress from what will be a, a busy time of year because as you hinted at the beginning of the show, there's a lot of other things going on yes. with athletics besides just Rowan football, so it's a busy time right now. Yeah, congratulations to all the teams, and um, you know it was a tremendous fall for everybody, and you know we wish all the teams in in the playoffs the best, and really excited. To, you know, if you're a Rowan uh, athletic follower right now, you can't be any happier. Everybody's really doing really well, and and we wish everybody the best in in all the playoffs and their travels and where they go. And we saw the women's soccer team leaving tonight, so all the players were able to wish them well and just wish everybody well in, in their endeavors when they head off. And the profs, certainly this weekend with soccer and field hockey to come, uh, it could be a very special fall run for Rowan University sports. And, of course, basketball getting underway this week oh, yeah. as well. Yeah, so right around the corner. Yeah, yeah everything, everything happening right now on the campus of Rowan University. It's time for our Rowan University football Uh-oh. fan questions of the week. We will check in with Rob from Marlton, who wants to know what happens after Mike Husney departs at quarterback. 
Uh, we have to find somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I figured that might be the answer. <laughs> yeah, we have to find somebody. Um, uh, you know, again, we brought in three freshmen. Um, we really wanted to make sure we had a good group last year. You know, it was Ryan Bartz and, and Mike Husney, and that was it. Um, you know, due to some unforeseen circumstances. But, you know, we brought in the three freshmen, you know, who we had on the show and, and Ryan Bartz. And, you know, again, it'll be a great uh, battle and competition in the spring. And, you know, we'll certainly see where we're headed. The nice part is you have an established run game. You have a lot of offensive linemen back. You got some receivers back. So whoever will be driving the, the offense next week, next year, is going to have a lot of options and a lot of, um, you know, players around them that has a lot of experience. So we'll be able to break them in. And it'll, it'll be certainly an, an interesting situation in terms of who, whatever happens next because certainly Mike has done a tremendous job at, at quarterback. Yeah, he has, you know, and, and again, he's, um, you know, had to battle for the position when he got here and it took a little bit and, and he ended up winning it and holding on and, and then we had COVID and, we had to come back, but I thought he's handled it really well, you know, and, and again, he's going to be a very successful teacher and coach, um, you know, and, and, and whatever he does after that, be very interesting to see. But I think you heard the offensive lineman just talk about his competitiveness. Um, you know, that's his drive, his fire, and, and who he is and what he's about, and that's, you know, what got us back going to, to playing Rowan football and being successful offensively. Our next question comes from Brian in Glassboro, who uh, wants to know, what can you tell us about the schedule next year? You've already kind of hinted about this a little bit. Yeah, so we play the uh, Centennial NJAC Challenge. Um, so, again, there'll be three crossover games, um, and, and then we pick up Stevenson. So, um, I believe we have... Stevenson, Hopkins, um, Ursinus, and McDaniel College, the old Western Maryland, and McDaniel. Mm -hmm. So, again, those will be in the early part of the year. Um, again, because our rotation this weekend is our rotation for the open date. So, again, next year it bumps from the end up to the beginning. So, uh, And we've worked that out with the Centennial that they have the same thing because they have seven teams. So we're going to filter games through so that we're not stuck with a game at the, or don't have a game at the end of the year and trying to find somebody. That'll be in the uh, Centennial Inject Challenge. Okay, so that will be... So, starting next year. So that will be starting next year, and the, so it'll be the, at the beginning of the season, not on the back end. Well, it depends when the team has their open date yeah, that gotcha, rotates gotcha, gotcha. through. So, yeah, like I think Montclair has one of those teams the last game of the season. Um, I think Kane the second last season. So it's that open date that we all have that they similarly have the same date because they have seven teams. Um, ours will just be clustered at the beginning because our open date changes from the last game of the season till the beginning of the season. So, yeah, ours will all be at the beginning of the season with conference plays straight through. Aha. Uh -huh. Well, it is going to be a, a fun, fun season next year, I'm sure, and we've got one more football game left to go in front of what should be a fun crowd on Friday, weather permitting. Yeah, again, while well, we're playing, yeah. they, you know, they, they're driving all the way down from Bitterford, right. Maine. So when the game finishes and what happens, we're playing. So, um, again, you know, we just really wanted to make sure we had a 10th game, um, and especially for this team this year. You know, we were so close 
um, you know, to winning the conference and, and getting back into the playoffs. And this team deserves to play 10, and they deserve to play a playoff-type game, and that's what this is against a really good football team. So we're all just really excited. Well, Coach, good luck to you on Friday, and it's been a great run here at Italian Affairs so Yeah, far. it has. Uh, you know, thank you, Derek, for all that you do, all the people at GLS, all the people behind the scenes. Thank you. Um, again, making this work that we had a location to go to. It took us a while to figure it out, but... Again, and to our fan base and, and to all the people that follow us, Roan football's back. We're really excited. Um, and we're really excited for tomorrow night to see uh, about making this a, a really great year, going 7-3, and three, finishing in the right fashion, and sending out a group that went through like no other group before with some great memories, and we've done that for the most part of the season. So that's what we want to ensure for tomorrow night. And the profs will kick things off at 7 p.m. with the University of New England. Coverage starts on 89.7 at 6 with an encore presentation of the Roan University Football Coaches Show. At 6.30, it'll be profs pregame with Danny Ryan and Connor Brown. And then the profs will kick it off at 7 p.m. against the University of New England. Coach, we will talk to you very soon. Enjoy Friday, and uh, we'll, we'll catch up for a little season yep, review. Catch up in a couple weeks. This has been the Rowan University Football Coaches Show. Special thanks back to the studio and Allie Pontano for guiding us along, not just today, but through the entire season. It's been a fun ride for Jay Corsi, Jefferson Dijon, also Malik Boyd, and Michael Klein. This has been the Rowan University Football Coaches Show right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Thanks to the crew here at Italian Affair in Glassboro. Have a good night, everybody.